Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. It's a great time to live in Mississippi, and we're talking about it. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show from the Citizens Bank Studio. I want to I want to thank you for staying with us and listening to us on a regular basis. The feedback we continue to get as we celebrate so many wonderful people from across the state of Mississippi who are working the trenches to make this a better place. So much to learn from them. So much inspiration to get. And uh, the feedback we get from the show is really, really good. And so, you know, whether you're listening to this show on Super Talk, which is, you know, radio's king as it relates to Super Talk uh, Mississippi, but if you're listening on Facebook or YouTube or your favorite podcast or, or Super Talk TV at Seaspire TV, we appreciate you joining us and in uh, and this one more celebration. Listen, I got a couple of quick quotes to share with you. Before we get to our guest today, Wendy Swetman, my friend Wendy Swetman. Uh, but before we do that, let me share these two quotes. One, one popped up in my history book that I get every morning. And it was a quote from Franklin D. Roosevelt. And it was celebrating, in fact, that he, had been, he was born back in January 1882. January of 1882. But he once said this, We need the courage of the young. May every one of us be granted the courage, the faith, and the vision to give the best that is in us. I love that. I love the way he started that, though. We need the courage of the young. And then he, then he talks about all of us having the courage and the faith and the vision to give the best that is in us. One of the things that we get to celebrate on this show all the time is the people who join us are working really hard to give the best of themselves. Uh, we'll be hearing more about that with, with our friend Wendy Swetman here in just a second. And here's one that my friend Robert St. John, the restaurateur, and uh, you know most of us know him through his many, many cookbooks and his uh, PBS uh, TV show. Uh, Robert's just such a wonderful guy, gives back to the community. I enjoy the time he and I spend on this show, but... He posted this, and he said about it, by the way, that it, it, the thought moves me. That's what he said about this, the thought moves me. And here's what the quote said. At some point in your childhood, you and your friends went outside to play together for the last time, and nobody knew it. Think about that for a minute. You and your friends went outside to play together for the last time, and nobody knew it. Uh, man, if we would have known it, maybe we would have celebrated that moment. Or maybe we would have said, how do we capture this in a bottle so that we can bring it into the future with us? Because as kids get more and more on their mobile devices and get sort of, you know, the, the technology kind of takes their brains and uses their idle time. Um, we could open it back up and remind everybody that it's important to get outside and just play with your friends and explore and do all those things without a mobile phone anywhere near us. Um, at some point in your childhood, you and your friends went outside to play together for the last time and nobody knew it. Yeah, it gives you a lot to think about, that's for sure. 
So let me uh, bring my friend in, uh, Wendy Swetman. Uh, he and his family own and he leads uh, Swetman Security Service. Uh, they they hit on a bunch of cylinders. Wendy and I have shared before that he is very committed to the community. He's been in public life before, and I always enjoy uh, checking in with him. And uh, without any further ado, let me let me welcome my friend Wendy. How you doing, Wendy? Hey, good morning, Ricky. Doing fantastic, my friend. How are you? I'm doing great. Hey, listen, I, I should tell our, our 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 listeners that you are actually in Mobile as we speak. Because Sweatman Security actually has a role at the Senior Bowl, which I knew well as a former publisher of the Mobile Press Register. I was uh, well connected to the folks who put on the Senior Bowl and the community, the way they roll out the red carpet and all the festivities that are involved. But there's, you know, there's a need for security, and you guys are over there. So uh, thanks for joining us, my friend. Yeah, I'm glad to be able a little remote today in the field working. And uh, but, you know, with technology, we can always make it work out. It's great. You know, what's interesting, you look back and we can talk specifically about what you guys are involved in over there. The Sweatman uh, Security Company is involved in over there. But you look back in time and there there were some moments when there was a possibility the senior bowl would, would cease to exist. The community rallied. And, uh, you know, collegiate football rallied. And it's really sort of found its place. I, I know, for, you know, most of us who are Saints fans watch what's happening over there very carefully each year because the Saints, they're able to find diamonds in the rough that they discover over there because they're heavily involved over there. But, you know, you've got the, the cream of the crop there right now. And you've seen many of them, haven't you? Oh, yeah. I, I was uh, just uh... – Oh, excuse me. Sorry. I was That's just okay. uh, on the field with, with Bo Nix and, and Michael Penix Jr. I'm watching them work out, warm up. And, uh, you know, and I was really kind of thinking to myself, wow, what a what a cool day in the office today. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your what's your what's what Sweatman uh, responsibilities over there? Well, uh, so. Part of that, you talk about keeping them here and having them here, is we're at this gorgeous new stadium that the University of South Alabama uh, has, the Hancock-Whitney Stadium. Um, and so it's just a fantastic facility. And um, our, we work for the University of South Alabama, so we do all athletics uh, here. So that's ticket takers, ushers, parking ass assistants, access control. Um, we also worked at LAD, so we did it when it was over there. So we're, we're the facilities security team. And this is the facility the Senior Bowl is using. It's perfect for them. It's beautiful. And so we're here doing all kind of different fu staffing functions, uh, maintaining access control and security uh, for all the athletes and the staff. Well, listen, uh, I had a wonderful conversation uh, last week with Hunter Dawkins, who's the president and publisher of the Gazebo Gazette here in Coastal Mississippi and also a contributor to Supertalk Mississippi Media. And we were talking about the challenges that – what how does Southern Miss survive – uh, and have a great winning program in the day of the transfer portal and NIL and cooperatives and all of that. It was, it was an interesting conversation, but one of the things I pointed out is the moment that the University of South Alabama decided to have a football team, it was uh, it was a little bit, it created more challenges for Southern Miss because we're pulling a lot of, from a lot of the same areas. As the former publisher of the, of the Press Register, I spent some time over there, got to know the former president of USA. In fact, 
worked closely with him after the after the oil spill. He has since uh, passed away. But I remember when I was there, he had the vision to build that stadium. It was really important. He was, you know, he was working really hard to get a buy-in from the community and from the city and from the state to to go forward with that. But you know, the 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 vision for that campus, the vision for the facility where you are now. Um, a lot of thought went into that, and for anyone who doesn't really appreciate what USA's built over that, uh, over there, they don't really understand the kind of competitive situation they've created for not just Southern Miss, but for a lot of football teams. But it's a it's a great dream that's coming becoming a reality there on that campus, isn't it? Well, it is a beautiful campus. You know, they have a, a really high academic uh, education mark here as well, you know, with the degrees that they're um, facilitating here. Um, I'm a Southern Miss guy. You know that to the top. I believe in our Eagles. Uh, we got to win the Sun Belt. The Let's focus on the conference. <laughs> Yep. And, uh, but, you know, we appreciate our partnerships throughout the Sunbelt. We work for several different universities in the Sunbelt. We work in the SEC. Uh, it's really cool. I'm, we're, we're so blessed uh, to have the opportunities, you know, to work in all these different venues. Listen, you heard the, the uh, quote that I read at the beginning from Franklin D. Roosevelt. We need the courage of the young. May every one of us be granted the courage, the faith, and the vision to give the best that is in us. You try to live by that, don't you, Wendy? Well, I try to live each day, um, and I know that I'm, I've been blessed. Uh, my mama, growing up, she said, son, always remember this. Only by the grace of God goes any of us. And um, and I get up every day just thankful for what God's given us and asking him for an opportunity to serve, like present that opportunity. And uh, so I look for it. And I think that's a lot of things in our attitude. Are you looking for it? Are you looking for a way to serve? Are you looking for a way to help others? And if you're looking for it, I promise you it's there. It's all over. Uh, and you'll, you'll find that road uh, that's laid out for you. You saw where Cheetah Rivera, the trailblazing actress and singer, died. But, you know, in the interviews that they played about her life, one of the things she said just really struck me. And she said, she said this, just think you can do anything until you find out you can't. Yeah, I, I love that. You know, that's about right. finding sort of the, what are the, what are the outer limits of, of your potential? But you know, what I've, what I've enjoyed watching you, whether it be as a supervisor and your time in public life or your work in the community, in so many different ways, especially around the homeless that we'll get to at some point during this conversation. Um, you are all about maximizing whatever your capabilities are. And you think about, you kind of live in the moment and work hard to get the best uh, version of yourself every day. And that's something you do. That's something you consciously focus on, isn't it? Well, I'll tell you, I, I, what I do constantly focus on and my dad's this great example is I can't remember a day in my life where my dad doesn't get up with a great attitude and nothing really stops us. You know, you keep moving forward. Life happens, you know, and you, you've got to just, you know, take what's in front of you and make the best of it and make the best opportunities of it and uh, just be grateful. Yeah. And, and, and grateful. I know you are. So uh, for people who don't know about your business, I mean, Sweatman Security started as a small 
security service and has evolved into this multi-state uh, significant company working in so many different arenas. Give us a sense of, of, of what, what Sweatman is. I, actually, I didn't realize this. We're at the end of the segment, so why don't we do this? We're going to pick it up with a description of Sweatman Security Service these days. Tell a little bit about the growth that has taken place there, and then we'll, uh, we'll shift gears and talk a little bit about the community work that you're involved in. We'll see you with uh, Wendy Sweatman after this break. We'll see for Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Matthews Show from the Citizens Bank Studio. Cammy Martin, who is the, uh, she, well, she actually is, a, is, is like Kyle, kind of a jack of all trades. She has social media responsibilities for for Super Talk Mississippi Media. She is the content producer for this show. She's the one who I work closely with to uh, to determine who the guests are. We we vet a lot of people. You know, what, what's interesting, we get a lot of requests to be on the show, but since this is sort of a long-form show, where we do, you know, we, we talk, we try to have a guest for each show and as opposed to having two guests for every show, we want to have, we want to have long form. We want to talk about things. We want to see what's on people's minds. Some people who want to be on the show, uh, when we talk to them on the phone, uh, they give quick answers and we, we pretty quickly realize that they're not necessarily suited for a long form show. If it were a soundbite show, that, that would be great. But Cammy's been awesome and we have been able to have uh, over nine hundred conversations since we started this show over three years ago. And she's she's been terrific. But we saw you know when the when the weather started to get cold recently, it hit us that uh, if we were going to kind of find out, you know, what's going on in the homeless community, what's going on in those vulnerable communities where the cold impacts them, that someone like Wendy Sweatman, someone we need to touch base with. And then we got to look and realize we haven't talked to, to Wendy in a while. He's somebody we want to come back to more regularly just to see what's going on in his world. So I'm thrilled to have uh, Wendy back. And I want to give my uh, my partner, along with Cal Curly, I might add, uh, the producer of this show, uh, Cammy Martin, the credit to, to say, you know, we need to circle back and uh, talk to my friend, uh, Wendy, our friend, Wendy Sweatman. When we went to a break, Wendy was telling us about, um, or about to tell us about Sweatman Security Service. It, he's the CEO. It has evolved from, the, it's still a family business, but it has evolved into this multi-state significant business. And um, why don't you pick it up from there, Wendy, and tell us about where you guys are these days. Well, uh, you know, we, we're celebrating our 50th year uh, this year in 2024. So we're going to do a, a big celebration, inviting all of our clients, former and, and current, and, and all of our employees. Uh, and we, we're, uh, we're looking to do that sometime around March or April. And we started with my mom and dad, and they worked real hard, had great work ethics um, in their 70s there in Biloxi. And then, you know, two turned to 20 and 20 to 40. And, and now we got about 1,000 employees uh, working in the southern Mississippi, uh, or, or should I say the entire state of Mississippi, Alabama, and, and southern Louisiana uh, is where Sweatman's is now. And it's just a, a great, I think, American story about work hard, you know, uh, be good citizens, good corporate citizens. We've always prided ourselves on giving back. Um, and we are a family-operated business. And we haven't lost that touch Um 
And that's important to us uh, to not lose the touch of being, you know, involved in the in the field with our team, working side by side with them uh, and just being more than just a job. Well, as I as I so well know, because, uh, as you know, later in my career, I had responsibilities for multiple companies. Uh, about a couple thousand people in the in the in the final uh, year of my of my uh, employment before I retired. Um, what I came to appreciate through through all those years was that you got to have a strong team, man. You got to have people that you can trust that are handling things on the local level. Uh, I would imagine with a company as large as yours, with now a thousand employees, you got a bunch of layers, but you have to have a team you can rely on. How do how have you how have you guys gone about building that strong team? It's it's personal relationships. Uh, it really is. You know, we we develop from within the company. Um, we go out and uh, you know we look for people. I, I mean, we recruit every day. Uh, our events division that we have, we have an industrial division. So we work in ports, power companies, hospitals. We work in schools. We work in universities. I mean, it's real diverse all along the line. The events division gets a lot of part-time people coming in and out. You kind of get a little perspective for their work ethic, their customer service skills, you know, their overall uh, competency. And we can recruit from within that pool. And that's really helped us out a whole lot. And at the end of the day, you know, you want to give people a fair wage. But I think the reason why they stay is they got to they got to know you care about them. They got to know that, you know, whatever happens in their life, that you're there for them just as much as you need them to be there for the company. Um, and I think that's what's been uh, just so important it, it, with us is just that we are a family business and, and the management team and the team members here at Sweatman's, uh, we treat them that way. Well, you know, what you're describing is the culture. <clears throat> Too many people, too many companies take culture for granted. They don't realize that if you don't really focus on that, if you don't focus on what are the enduring core values that make your company a company that is that is literally built to last so that this this these values are the things that kind of keeps us together. Um, if you if you go about hiring all your people from outside, your leaders of the company, the managers of your company, then over time you'll start to lose track of and lose control of the culture that you want to create, which is, as you pointed out, a, a family-focused, employee-focused kind of company. And when you take care of your employees and you create the environment they want to work in, then uh, then you're going to be able to make your, your, your customers happy. Um, promoting from within has been proven to be the way to do that. You teach people the culture. They, they, they sort of live it, and as they move up in the company, they teach it to others, and it creates kind of a solid base. And as you're growing a company, as you pointed out, to 1,000 employees or nearly 1,000 employees, it, it's, it's, uh, it, the culture is really important, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. You know, it, it only takes one to create a cancer in that, and it could kill an entire division. And so uh, I have no patience for that at all. Uh, you know, if you want to work here, we want you here. If you don't want to be here, it's okay. You know, find a job somewhere else. Um, at the end of the day, it's results driven, right? We all got to produce. We got to do our job. Uh, but, you know, you can... Uh, you're going to go a little bit longer if you know that the person that you're working with and, and the team you're on care about you. And I think that's just in any organization you're in. Well, you are right about that. You're right about that. Keep the focus on the prize, and the prize is making your customers happy. And when you've got customers in so many different divisions, it's a, it's a big deal. And the other thing about security service that you and I talked about last time, <clears throat> we don't need to go through this whole story again, but the evolution of uh, of security these days, um, 
there's a lot of possibilities out there these days. So there's a lot of training that you guys are involved in. Uh, from from someone in your position, there's a lot to worry about, really, isn't there? Well, you know, Ricky, it's a there's uncertainty in the world. It's not just in your community; it's in the world, and uh, and we just have to, you know, prepare for the you know uh, the worst and hope for the best. Right? That's in everything we do. You mentioned schools. It's a it's it's a sad reality of security growth these days that a lot of schools have secu- have uh, security officers actually on site. Some have more than one, but uh, but that's the thing that you need to do to make parents and kids feel feel safe. Um, it's sad that we're in that place, but there's a role for you to play in helping families feel safe, and you don't take that lightly, do you? Oh, not at all. You know, our commissioner of public safety, Sean Tindall, uh, this is a top priority for him. If you pay attention to Sean and what he's talking about, he's working real hard uh, for a plan to have Mississippi schools safe. And uh, we've been working with him and having conversations. And I'm able to give a perspective from the public law enforcement side, being a 30 year law enforcement officer, and then the private security side. And uh, and so I think we're moving forward uh, in the right direction in Mississippi, but we got good leadership in Mississippi uh, right now. And um, we're just glad to be a part of the conversation and, and, and be involved. Hey, listen, uh, Sean and I have become friends and he, he joins me on the show regularly so we can tell the story of his vast responsibilities across the state. But he uh, I often when I think of him, I think no rest for the weary because this he's He's hitting on a bunch of cylinders. He's working really hard for the state of Mississippi. He's, uh, if you think about his past, his time in the legislature, his time uh, as a lawyer and prosecutor, his time as uh, as a, a judge, he may just it puts him in a great position to be an excellent uh, head of our of, of public safety for Mississippi. And uh, you know, we're really lucky to have him, aren't we? Well, can I tell you, there's a lot of really smart people and experienced people, but I don't think you're going to find a, someone who cares more than Sean. Sean is a good person. He generally cares. He's good to people. I've known him a long time, and and I think that's the difference maker uh, right now. No, I I can't. I, I definitely agree uh, tremendously. And he's taking on more responsibilities. You know, the Capitol Police, and there's been some other aspects of what he's doing that's been added to to his division. <clears throat> but he he does it with a smile, and he builds a strong team, and he's focused on trying to keep uh, Mississippi safe. How's business overall yeah. for you? Overall, it's growing. Um, I think that's the next challenge for us right now, smart growth. Don't take on too much. Don't let it get watered down, the product that we have. You know, there's things that we do really well. Let's keep doing what we do well. And, um, and you know, dependability is the difference. That's kind of always been our, our motto. And uh, we don't want to do anything that's going to water that down. So right now, that's, that's really my challenge as a CEO. Well, back when I was president and publisher of the Sun Herald, Sweatman Security provided the security for us and for so many so many companies. Um, when we come back on the other side, we'll talk about you. You mentioned all the different divisions, uh, the industrial and collegiate and schools, all the stuff that you're working on. We'd be interested to, to to talk a little bit about each one of those and where where your growth is coming from these days. And then we're going to shift gears and talk about the homeless community and what you observe these days and the efforts that are underway to keep the homeless community safe. We'll see you after this break with Wendy Sweatman.
passion and love for Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show from the Citizens Bank Studio. We have my friends Wendy Sweatman, who is the CEO of Sweatman Security Service and a big, big time uh, volunteer in the community. He's actually in his truck sitting in the parking lot of uh, the uh, University of South Alabama Stadium, sponsored by Hancock Whitney, and uh, got a big role to play with as it relates to the senior ball. But, man, I tell you, you know, I, I don't know, if, have you had an opportunity to be involved in any of the festivities surrounding the, the senior ball? Well, uh, yeah, from an employment standpoint, we're there at all of them. We've got staff uh, there. We have a big concert that we all we do every year with them in downtown. That's kind of questionable. The weather's looking not so favorable for Saturday uh, evening. So, you know, there's a lot of moving parts when you have big events like this because it's, you know, it's a week long, a lot of things happening, a lot of different variables. It's our job to be fluid and flexible and just, you know, move whatever the needs of uh, the Senior Bowl is. Well, what's what's so cool about what they do is they want. First of all, you got all all these professional uh, uh, NFL coaches that are in town, which is a big deal actually. And so there's a lot of evaluating going on. But they but the city is really focused on creating a great experience for for all of those coaches and and trainers and person you know you know personnel directors etc. And then on top of that, you you want the you want the players who are coming through Mobile to enjoy it. So you know the dinners and the lunches and all the activities that they're involved in. I, I remember the very last luncheon that I went to uh, when I was over there as, as uh, the president and publisher of the, of the uh, Mobile Press Register. Um, Charles Barkley was the speaker, and I had the opportunity to sit with him during lunch and, and get to know him better. And, you know, he's, he's everything that you would have expected him to be. But a lot of celebrities come because they just they, they want to be a part of it. They want to they want to get to know these kids that are going to have incredible futures in the NFL. And, uh, you know, you're you're surrounded when you're on that field by a lot of stars, aren't you, buddy? Oh yeah, and just in the business, you know, we work, we do a lot of concert venues uh, as well. I mean, we're all over. So yes, we do kind of get to be a fly on the wall, so to speak, uh, around a lot of different interesting people, you know, from all kind of different backgrounds, and uh, it is pretty neat. Hey, listen, uh, you you were talking about the various uh, you know segments that you're involved in. Where's your biggest growth coming from these days? Definitely uh, right now is uh, schools. We've been growing in schools. Um, we work in uh, elementary, middle, and high schools in Harrison, Hancock, Jackson County. Uh, we work in both private and public schools. Um, you know, we've kind of capped it right there uh, because, you know, part of my background in law enforcement, I was a school resource supervisor. So I'm a nationally certified school resource supervisor through NASRO. And I just kind of parlay that from the private uh, public sector into the private sector. But that's something you got to have your hands on. You have, you cannot be in any way absent from the day-to-day -day of that. So really, I'm in a cap uh, on that. The three southern counties, I can I can get there. You know, I'm engaged with those officers every day. Hey, listen, uh, I don't, I, you can tell me if you do this or not, but the, the point is still important. Uh, my ta daughter teaches at St. James Elementary and I have four grandkids there. And they have a, mm -hmm. a full-time officer there. Is that officer from Sweatman? 
Yes, that's Officer Carlos Page. He, but he, you know, he's he's done a great job. Uh, we do a lot of recruiting, right? We're always looking for our best products. Carlos, state certified police officer. He started out Hattiesburg PD. He was a police chief in Lumberton, and um, he's single dad though, and it brought him to the Gulf Coast. And that job there works out really good for him being a single dad. And we're really lucky to have him, his training and experience. And he's bought in. He's a stakeholder uh, in that school. Uh, listen, I can tell you from my experience and from, uh, of course, you know, we're, Ann and I are active in the school because all our kids went there. And then, of course, now four grandkids there and got a daughter teaching third grade there. Uh, man, he he is a loved dude. I mean, he, he is great with the families. He's great with the kids. He, uh, he, he has fun with them, but at the same time, he is dead serious about his job. He, his, his role is to keep the kids safe, and uh, they've really done a great job of locking that school down and, uh, and doing some additional things, actually, as a result of him being there. They, you, know, you, you, get the, you get the button down even more. Um, man, if he, is an, if he is emblematic of what you're getting in other schools, Wow, you guys are, are serious about what you're doing, and I would just say congratulations for giving all of us peace of mind. Well, you know, we have a diverse background where these officers come from, military, law enforcement, uh, you know, just their life experience. That's the most important thing I'm looking at is I want to look at their life experience, certainly their integrity, their character uh, in that, and then, then their capability. So there's a lot of things we take into play. Yeah, just it's it's clear that this is clear that you're doing that. Um, hey, listen, uh, you've been engaged in the community for for a very long time, and you have a special place in your heart for the homeless community. What's going on in your life related to that these days? Well, uh, we're doing the same thing. I've, I've been doing 14 years now. Uh, I've been the voluntary director for a cold weather shelter. Uh, it's a little rudimentary, and that's what makes it so successful. Uh, we keep it simple. So 14 years ago, I was the county supervisor, and I'm driving down the road. I see two guys that obviously they look, you know, unsheltered, and uh, it's drizzling cold. And I just it just hit me. I'm like, well, where can they go? And then looking, there was nowhere. We didn't have anywhere for them to go. And so I saw a need and um, took a collaborative and, and, and got out there and worked with uh, other nonprofits and partners in the community. And now uh, since that day, we, we, anytime the temperature gets below 40 degrees, we've got a warm place uh, for those to go. Hey, listen, uh, Bishop Kinnaman is a good friend. Um, we'll, he'll come over and go fishing with me from time to time. And we just enjoy sort of downtime together. And he's, he's a special guy. But the last time he was over, we had a long talk about the homeless community. He's obviously terribly concerned about it and working through the diocese to, to address that. Um, I had another friend of mine, and I don't know if this number is exactly correct, but I think it's pretty close. But we were talking about um, the Broadwater, the, the, the part of the Broadwater property that is now Woods. It used to be the golf course. That once they did a count of the number of homeless that were actually on that property. And the number was something like 27, if I'm remembering that number right. But but the point is that in, in areas like that all across coastal Mississippi, there are little homeless encampments that have cropped up. And, you know, we can, we can uh, dodge, you know, out of sight, out of mind, we can dodge a conversation about the reality of that. But you have not been able to turn your head to the large number of homeless in our community, have you? 
No, not at all. Um, you know, there's a homeless community. Let's remember that. There's aren't as just one offs. This is a, there's a homeless community there. Um, and for a million different reasons. Right. But at the end of the day, these are human beings. And, you know, we should be as Christians, you know, it's, it's our responsibility to care for those that are in need, whatever the need may be. And so this is just one that I saw, and it's one thing that I could do. And again, it's my job now is just to kind of direct, you know, who's going where, but there's wonderful partners. So Lowe's and Fishes, it's part of the Catholic diocese. They're working really hard right now uh, over there at the old Mercy Cross property um, to try to get a day shelter going. And so the Catholic diocese is heavily involved in that. Feed My Sheep over in Gulfport, you know, they do a tremendous job over there. Um, Salvation Army that I'm, I'm real involved in uh, is just doing miracles in the community. Um, there's a lot of great, great people. The Board of Supervisors have always continued to support the efforts by still providing the building that we're in. Uh, Dan Cuevas, the new county supervisor in District 1, the seat that I used to sit in, he's been over and visited the shelter a couple times. Dan's got a big heart, really excited to see his interest in that. CTA, um, they transport for free when we have cold weather days like that to get people there. Public law enforcement will pick up people on the streets and bring them in. You know, we had as many as 80 people in shelter uh, just a few weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, that's that's incredible, Wendy. That's incredible. Yeah, the the uh, the old Mercy Cross uh, location in Biloxi is uh, is what the bishop and I talked about. And you know, he was you know he, he, he you analyze the situation, and what's happening is you have organizations and uh, volunteers that are just working together to fill gaps. And it comes in a bunch of ways. You know, some, some, are, some are just, uh, you know, collecting tarps and money and maybe coats that they're providing to, to people who are in the homeless community. Of course, you have, you know, things like Feed My Sheep and Loaves and Fishes and things like you know, the Salvation Army and the role that they play. Um, but you've got all, you know, and every community has these gaps. And you're going to find people that are coming together in various ways to fill those gaps. And the Biloxi Diocese said we got to play a bigger role in that. And uh, you know, it's exciting to see that 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 they're working to, to fill that gap. It's not easy. It's a lot of hard work. But as you point out, it's a community that needs us to come together because it's the Christian thing to do. It's been it's been it's been um, I think helpful to me to have conversations with people who are focused on the homeless community. People tend to think of them as drug addicts and some sort have some issues with that. A lot of them are families and people are just down on their luck and find themselves in a bad situation and they need help. And, uh, you know, once you get in and dive in and understand, you know, who they are and get to know them better, it's hard to turn your head, isn't it? I do uh, get to know them better. And that's just it. We're on a first name basis. You know, I can, for me, I might be a businessman's at lunch one day at Mahoney's and you're in the room with a bunch of, you know, CEOs and this and that's. And then I walk back to my office and I go through Marche, walking back over there and there's the homeless guy right there. And, and we're on first name basis as well. Uh, and I stop and talk to them just like I stop and talk to anybody anywhere else and ask them how their day is going. You know, can I help them? Let's and do from there. Let's We'll pick it up from there. This is Wendy Sweatman. We'll see you after this break. And now, back to more of the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi.
Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show from the Citizens Bank Studio. And we have my friend, uh, Wendy Swetman from Swetman uh, Security Service, someone I, I really enjoy uh, uh, you know, checking in with. You know, one of the things I, I, I remember something that happened about a year after Hurricane Katrina. And, you know, after Hurricane Katrina, we were, you know, lots of people were coming together with Haley Barber to form the Governor's Commission. And we spent... I mean, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours focused on efforts to help Coastal Mississippi come back. And I actually wrote, I actually wrote a book that maybe one day I'll publish. But uh, what I what I said is, what is it about Hurricane Katrina that made it clear to us that before the storm we actually misjudged people? That Type A personalities tended to get all the attention, and there were Type B personalities out there that weren't bringing a lot of attention on themselves. So before the storm, we kind of only knew the Type B A's. You know, some some Type B's, but mostly a lot of Type A's. And a lot of Type A's came to the forefront after Katrina, I might add. So just you know, just because they were a certain type, didn't mean I de- discounted them in any, any way. But what happened after Katrina, though, is that people you would have never expected before the storm to pass to step up, they did. People came out of the woodwork. And what you came to understand is that we didn't spend an, enough time before the storm understanding the essence of who people are. You know, we we tended to we're moving through life too fast, and the Type A's are the ones who get all the attention. But there's a whole another group of people out there that are just doing their thing and and helping. About a year after the storm, I got a call from a guy who said, you know, I want to help you guys on the recovery effort. You know, no one ever asked me to participate. I'm like, what? Are you serious? This wasn't a time in the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina. It wasn't a time when you know you had to be asked to participate. You just stepped up to the plate and did what was necessary. And I said, you know, look, we'd love to have you, man, because we're we're kind of tired. And uh, you know, better late than never is really what I thought. I didn't say it, but but that's what I thought. You know, this, whether you're talking about an effort like Hurricane Katrina and the massive rebuilding effort we had, or, or the focus, the focus on the homeless community, and all points in between, we need people who want to step step forward. We need people to step forward. You know, Wendy, we can never have enough volunteers focused in coastal Mississippi. You name the platform they can be involved in, the nonprofit effort they can be involved in, the gap that they can be involved in, and we can never have enough volunteers, can we? Well, we certainly know there's a lot more opportunities than there are volunteers. And we need people that truly are about the mission, not about themselves, uh, and the role they can play to be successful in the effort. Uh, That's what we're looking for. Yeah. Hey, what I would say is like, for example, if a company is looking for a company effort, something you can rally your employees around, you know, um, you know, if you if you own a company or CEO or maybe a major leader in a company, why don't you consider putting a team together focused on the homeless community? Or maybe you're just an individual and you want to give back. You know, maybe you just want to give a day of, uh, or an afternoon a month. Or maybe you want to you want to kick into gear when it gets cold and and help with uh, with this more than eighty people they recently helped in the cold effort that they had underway. But you know, if it were if it were the homeless community, what do you recommend if someone who's really wanted to get serious about it? Uh, what can they do? Well, Back Bay Mission uh, in Biloxi is a great organization to get involved in. Loaves and fishes. Um, Salvation Army, these, these are all organizations that have a mission, a focus. So if you go to them, you're like, hey, I do have one day a week or my one day a month, whatever it may be, they're going to they're gonna know where that need is and where they can plug you in to get the, the highest value for your time uh, that you're there. 
Well, that's 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 good advice. That that's really good advice. And and remind people why it would be important for them to give. I mean, they're going to get more from it than they're actually going to give, aren't they? You know, to truly understand your community and where you live, uh, I, you get on boots on the ground. Get on the front lines of your community, and that's what we're doing when we're working uh, with those that are unsheltered, those that are in need. We're on the front lines of the community, truly seeing kind of life through their eyes as you listen to their stories, and you just spend a little time with them. You know, Ricky, one thing that, uh, you know, it's easy to write a check. A lot of these people just need to know that someone cares. Give them some hope uh, uh, as they go through their day, and I've seen real success stories uh, through the years, too. I know, I know you have, man. I know you have. And your uh, your mother, <clears throat> I love, you know, you're, you're the CEO of the company, but your mother's still involved in the effort. Um, and and your, your dad's still around. It's great to, great to have your family engaged. And now you, you're, you've got wife and kids and everyone sort of buys into this, don't they? Absolutely. You know, um, I, again, I'm blessed. My mom and dad have been great mentors. My mom is the president and owner of Sweat and Security Service. She did an amazing job uh, sustaining the company. Her and my dad started it together. They were a great combination uh, in the beginning of the company. My dad uh, is retired. You know, he was a constable for all those years, and he helps me too uh, with day-to-day uh, activities to keep things going. Um, you know, I'm blessed to have an amazing family. I got wonderful sisters and little brother, and uh, everybody plays a role in in one fashion or the other. It's great to hear it. It's great to hear it. So let the inspiration for today's conversation be there are gaps in the community. You can never have enough volunteers. Find a role that you can play. Find a role. You know, call Back Bay Mission or United Way or wherever and find a place where you can get, as he pointed out, the boot on the ground. Get your boots on the ground and see the challenges in our community. And by the way, it may be a challenge, but there's going to be enlightenment, there's going to be encouragement, and there's going to be inspiration that you're going to get from it that's going to be way more than you actually give. So find find a way to do that and let that be sort of the message for today's show. So Wendy Swetman, it's been a pleasure, my friend. Thank you, Ricky. I appreciate the opportunity to come on. You bet. You bet. Listen, have a great day, and we will see you tomorrow. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.